Hey, what is going on, guys? This is your host, Cam Taylor, and welcome to Cam's MMA Pod. This is a test video, and I'm trying to see if I can record two audios at once, being one here on OBS and the other on my uh, Zoom Live Track L8. And being that it looks like it's working, we're going to go ahead and step into an episode. So today, I wanted to show you guys something I thought was peculiar about the Stephen Thompson fights. And I apologize for the delay there. But Stephen Thompson is fighting Kevin Holland. And I know I talked to you guys a little bit about that already in the last episode that was aired strictly on YouTube. But I did just notice that Stephen Thompson is coming off of two losses. Now, I know that might not seem very detrimental to you guys, but for someone who's also coming off of a loss in Kevin Holland, I think that it can make for an interesting fight. Um, I still am going to go with my pick on Stephen Thompson there, but I'm very curious to see like what happens with that fight. Um, and there's also some news that I wanted to go into with you guys. And this is news coming from UFC.com directly. It says, it's wild that there are only three cards left this year because honestly, it doesn't feel like all that long ago it was January and we were kicking off the year with a pair of entertaining fight cards capped by impressive main event efforts. And I totally agree with that. Um, that is a understatement to say the least. I mean, UFC this year has been wild. Um, and I think that this... Uh, this UFC event coming up, this fight night, is going to be very action-packed for all of us. It's Saturday, December 3rd at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, and I am very excited for that. Now, I'm curious to see what your guys' thoughts are and your picks between Kevin Holland and Stephen Thompson. I personally feel that Stephen Thompson will get a win still via uh, either second round or third round. Um... If it goes to third round, I think it'll be a decision. But if not, I think that it will be a knockout by Kevin Holland. Uh, I'm sorry, Stephen Thompson, as Dan corrected. Um, I mean, Kevin Holland, I have not seen be knocked out. I don't know too much of his uh, fight background. I can't. I'm not gonna act, sit here and act like I've seen every single fight of his. But um, you know. I'm still very curious to see how that fight plays out. It says, Top t top 10 mainstay Stephen Wonderboy Thompson and Kevin Holland face off in Saturday's main event pairing as each of the welterweights aims to end the year on a positive note. Well, I would imagine so. Uh, Thompson returns for the first time since last December when he dropped a unanimous decision to Bilal Muhammad on the final fight card of the year. The 39-year-old veteran is in a bit of a strange place in his career at the moment, having dropped consecutive decisions, but also being less than two years removed from a performance of the night-winning effort against Geoff uh, Neal. So that's very interesting to read as well, being that, you know, he has lost in two decisions. Um, that is pretty tough for my boy, Stephen Thompson. And there's also a UFC fighter I wanted to show you guys and tell you guys more of that is going to be on the Perth card. Let's see UFC Perth fight card. 
excuse for the typing for those of you just listening i'm typing on this uh keyboard of mine here but i know that on ufc 284 alexander hernandez will be fighting on that card in perth and i think that's going to be a huge fight for him being that he's stepping down from lightweight to 145 pounds and i'm very excited to see what happens with that so we can expect a lot from that i believe i think it'll be action-packed and i want to see some highlights too from alexander hernandez i mean alexander hernandez is no joke i'm telling you guys I mean, geez, that was versus a guy named Breeden. But anyways, Alexander Hernandez is no joke. Um, I can't wait to see his next fight. Um, I think it's going to be amazing. Uh, he's also super well-spoken, a super humble guy. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be an awesome fight for him it says the ups and downs of the fight game have helped Alexander Hernandez find his groove ahead of UC 271 Adesanya versus Whitaker two. So on October 1st, 2022, Alexander Hernandez will, ret will turn 30 years old. It's a major milestone for everyone who makes it to that age, often prompting for some or a lot of reflection on where someone has been, where they're at and where they're going. Alexander Hernandez is also a thinking man's fighter, always analyzing and breaking things down. So he started having a 30-year-old conversation with himself. Um, I'm sorry. So has he started having that 30-year-old conversation with himself? I'm not because we've got the whole year until we get there, he said. That's why I'm not going to prepare for that. A lot of this conversation is going to depend on February and, God willing, June or July. There's going to be a few more markers to happen to where we're getting back and we're like, hey, this is all right, or man, I wonder what we're doing in the mortgage business right now. So I think what he means by that when he says that is if he doesn't find his groove and find his placing within the UFC, he might look to separate from that career path, which I think is totally admirable. I mean, if... For these kind of athletes, I think you have to take an honest look at yourself and realize and find out what's going on. And these are just my opinions, so I'm nowhere near any sort of professional fighter, so I don't I can only imagine what these guys go through stepping in the octagon. Um Order now it says UFC two seventy one Adesanya versus Whitaker two. This all comes from UFC.com, by the way. I do not own any of this content. It's not any of my content as well. It says shoot, you do have that five minutes five times in a row. It would it would be all right, he said. If they could all go that well, that would be sweet. But that was the first win I felt bad about. Of course we're trying to do that to each other, but I didn't really feel good about it. It felt good and grateful to get that W, but I mean but I didn't feel good about making that guy's debut experience. So I think what he's saying by that is he got the five round decision and this is all just my interpretation as well. I know you guys can hear and read yourselves but in my opinion i think that he hasn't been very happy with a lot of his performances and i think that says a lot because alexander hernandez has had a ton of great performances in my opinion or has put on some really good performances in the past so 
I think that says a lot about how much potential that there could be coming from Alexander Hernandez. But enough on Alexander Hernandez. I wanted to talk to you guys about that Sean O'Malley and um, Piotr Jan fight. When I watched that back, I really do have to agree with the decision. Um, honestly, uh, Piotr Jan did have a lot of takedowns. And yes, he did uh, try to control on the ground, but I don't think he really had a lot of that control. I, I really don't. I think he was not doing a lot of damage, and Sean was able to get back up. And I think Sean did a lot more damage to Piotr Jan. Now, I think they should run it back, personally. Uh, maybe give a couple extra rounds and see kind of what happens. But, you know, we'll see what happens with that. And... Uh, Let's see how much Sean O'Malley makes in the UFC. It says he makes $150,000 base salary. Now, I can guarantee you not only has his base salary gone up with his contract negotiations, but I can also guarantee you that he's making a ton more with his uh, sponsorships. Now, I'm sure he has a ton of sponsors, and he's made bukus of money with them. And he's 29 years old. And I think that's crazy. And I love Sean O'Malley. I'm a personal huge fan of Sean O'Malley. Um, the dude is a killer, in my opinion. To step up from, I think he was ranked 11 or 12, and to go straight in to the number one guy who's arguably the best in the world. I mean, if you look at if you look at Algermain, Ster Algermain Sterling's fight against Piotr Jan, that was a close call. Uh, not the... I mean, the second fight was not so much a close call. I think you have to give it to Aljo, so I will take back what I just said to go on the record. But I think that uh, that first fight, it was clearly going in Sterling's direction, in Sterling's favor. And, uh, you know, he did the illegal knee, which uh, there's no denying that that was illegal, and you can't do that. But I'm very curious to see what happens with this whole division. Uh, that Sean O'Malley and Piotr Jan and Algermain are in um, because there's just so much moving parts. Now we're looking at potentially um, Henry Cejudo coming back, and that could be wild too. Um, I think Henry Cejudo is kind of, in my opinion, just searching for like money at this point. Um, I'm not trying to take away from anything Henry Cejudo has done um, from the, his Olympic gold medal to his double champ status in the UFC. But I almost just, I kind of agree with what Sean O'Malley was saying when he said that he thinks he's just kind of grabbing for a bag and he wants Sean O'Malley. I personally would like to see that fight against Henry Cejudo and Sean O'Malley. Um, but, you know, there's also the question well, then, who does Aljo wait on? And I think they said Aljo is waiting anyways, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, I think Aljo is kind of uh, resting, you know, just probably rest and recover at that point, so it'll be interesting to see. And I want to see real quick... I want to see some Henry Cejudo news because I'm very curious to see, this is as of four days ago from MMANews.com, and this says, uh, Massive Henry Cejudo Update, Francis Ngannou News. Uh, more on the potential Aljamain Sterling versus Henry Cejudo bout. So that's what I was going to say, is there might 
I think Henry might just wait out for Aljamain Sterling, and then that would just leave open, you know, Piotr Jan. Maybe Sean O'Malley fights Corey Sanhagen even. I think that could be crazy. It says, There have been lingering questions on whom reigning UFC bantamweight champion Aljamain Sterling will defend his title against next. The two options to play are number one contender Sean O'Malley and former division champion Henry Cejudo. Henry Cejudo has been out of competition since 2020, but he has been lobbying for a crack at Sterling for weeks. O'Malley himself has given his blessings for the fight to take place, with him being willing to face the winner in July. So, they, see, that would be awesome. And I know that's a ways out. It's currently November 28th in 2022. But, I mean, still, the years seem to fly by with time as it goes on more and more. So, uh, and as I get older, everyone else ages as well, but... I feel like the time does fly by, and I'm sure there will be many stacked fights in their division as well in the meantime. Um, and that's when Sterling is planning to make his return, so I guess that's why there's such the holdup. And in the meantime, I would like to see O'Malley fight uh, Sanhagen. Um, maybe they run it back with Piotr Jan, but I doubt that happens because um, I, just, I just don't think that uh, O'Malley will want to kind of risk that it's not really so much a risk on his part um he's still right up in there in the mix but now he's kind of sitting pretty uh moving up so that might be a bad take in some of people's opinion but that's just my take so we'll see what happened uh continuing reading from mma news it says according to Cejudo's manager ali abdulaziz the uh the matter has been closed with the bout between sterling and Cejudo now a done deal so there's a video here, but I'll not click on it just for the sake of uh, the audio listeners. But I'm very curious to see that, and I hope no one pulls out of that because Cejudo versus Aljamain Sterling could be a banger of a fight. Uh, we have more news coming up. Uh, it says, Raquel Pennington and Tessia Torres have a very memorable Thanksgiving. And so... Uh, they are expecting their first child, actually. That's what it says here. I clicked on it on Twitter. And wow, congratulations to them. I think that's awesome. Here in their caption, it says, We have an extra turkey in the oven this year. Happy Thanksgiving from our family to yours. Baby Pennington, June 2023. 2023, excuse me. That's awesome. Good for them. Um, and I know that uh, Raquel Pennington and Tessia Torres are both two badass fighters in their own respects. So hats off to them. And congratulations to them, I should say. And finally, we have Francis Ngannou shares recovery update. It was reported earlier this week that the UFC hopes to have the long-anticipated heavyweight title fight between champion Francis Ngannou and John Jones in March of next year. This is all contingent on Ngannou's recovery timetable from knee surgery and his ongoing contract negotiations with the UFC. So to pause that really quick... I understand that uh, Francis Ngannou was trying to negotiate with the UFC, uh, potentially was looking at to go boxing with uh, Tyson Fury, which I thought that would have been a crazy fight if they were able to pull that off, if the UFC would just let people go sometimes. Seems like they only want to let Connor sometimes. But hey, I'm not Dana White nor any of the other uh, top dogs in that position by any means, so I can only imagine the pressure and the stress from potentially... You let your fighter go to another sport and then they get injured. Um, that could cause a lot of uh, turmoil within the company. And you lose like stock, essentially. You have stock invested in each of these fighters and you're paying their salaries. So 
I could see why they might not want to as well. There's a lot that goes into it. But it says, Ngannou provided an update on the former yesterday via Instagram, the former being his uh, recovery timetable. It says, Ngannou announced that he has returned from the training, returned to the training and is satisfied with his progress, specifically with his kicking. Wow. So I think that's awesome. There's a video here. It has linked as well. Ngannou looks like kicking some pads. And, uh, you know, that's crazy to me. Uh, not crazy in the sense of his recovery, but it's crazy that he's going to be fighting John Jones. I think that's awesome. And I think that they should definitely go through with that. I hope John Jones, you know, doesn't mess anything up with anything crazy, uh, like with cocaine or any type of potential drugs. Uh, I personally love John Jones, so I'm not trying to badmouth the guy. I'm just saying I hope that the fight goes through because that could be extremely huge for him if he could come back and just win a championship. Uh, I think that would be nuts. Um, I think that is all for the show today. But also I wanted to see your guys' opinions and ask a question to you guys. Do you guys think that Conor McGregor will return? And if so, at what weight class and uh, what time frame? I think I've heard talks of... Connor coming back in 2023, obviously, but I just am curious as to what weight class he would even fight at. Uh, I think 170 makes sense for him, but he's looking like he's walking around at like 215 at least right now and like pure muscle too. So I think he needs to get back in that USADA testing pool before he can even, you know, continue on. So, um, I would love to see Connor come back. I think that Connor is makes the UFC so exciting, and I would really like to see what he could do if he would come back and get back in that testing pool. I wonder who he would fight. Uh, could you guys see him fighting maybe Masvidal? Uh, I don't know if that's even on the talks, but maybe Masvidal. Maybe he fights Nate Diaz for the third fight. I know there was talks of that and rumors of that. Um I'm just very curious to see where he decides to go and uh, what he decides to do because there's no telling. Um, right, then, right now, by the looks of it, it looks like he's not even remotely close to being in a fight, obviously, but I think that if he could get in the testing pool, cut some weight, I think that uh, we could potentially be seeing Connor back in 2023. Obviously, just, these are just my speculations, but I'd be very excited to see Connor come back and fight. Um, I think him versus Covington could even be awesome. Uh, a fight that might not make sense to some people. It might be a weird take, uh, left field. But I think him and Colby would throw down together. Although I know stylistically, Colby is a wrestler uh, by trade, and Connor is obviously just a freestyle fighter with like kickboxing. Um, so. Um, it'd be interesting to see to me, but I want to know what your guys' opinions on it are. And if you are listening or watching in on YouTube, I do appreciate it very much. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your day slash night or whatever time it is that you're listening and watching. So thank you guys very much. And I hope you all have a great rest of your evening slash day. And we are signing off now. Peace. <laughs>